another episode of Live of Carisha. I am honored to be sitting with musician, philanthropist, businessman, the innovator, the motivator, Authentic Empire Music Group CEO, Boom Man. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Mm, we're honored to have you. Congratulations on everything you did in 2021 and making it Appreciate to 2022. Like, Appreciate it. Mm, do you have any New Year's resolutions or things that you want to not do this year? Not do? Yeah. I didn't think of things that I did not want to do, but I did think of a lot of things that I did want to do. But uh, Like what? What can you tell us? Well, I said my first thing this year was um, I said I wanted to make myself more accessible. I feel like um, last year uh, it was some narratives uh, put on me that I felt like wasn't true, but I felt like it was put on me because I wasn't fully accessible like I needed to be. Mm -hmm. So I told myself this year, um, I'm gonna show people a lifetime exactly what it is that I do. You know what I'm saying? Personally, so I said I was gonna start off by uh, listening to 25 songs every day live. So I do a demo review in the morning. You know what I'm saying? At 11 a.m. and I listen to music live in real time so they can see me doing my job. Because like a lot of times, a lot of uh, record execs and labels say, "Yeah, send me your demo. I'm gonna listen to your music." And they never listen. But they never listen. Ever. Ever. But you get to see a real executive in live time listen to your music on Instagram live, on YouTube live, right. you know what I'm saying? And giving feedback and, and letting you know what I think about it. And also, you know, I give away a cash prize every day. Oh, we know. <laughs> You'll be you giving them cash prizes. Right. I done had about three artists from Authentic Empire in the hot seat who had said they won. Um, I had a girl, I forget her name. She was an R&B artist, but she won $5,000. Obviously we had Fujiano. We know he won 10. We don't have Melo Uwe. I think I don't forget what he done took home, but a car and a chain. <laughs> a car and a chain. I gave away a whole car. Uh, like, come on. Like a nice car too. Yeah, scat. A twenty twenty one scat pack. And I had the nerve to drive the car up to the set when we was doing an interview. He come whipping into the parking lot. Me and my sister was like, "Is that Melo?" She was like, "Girl, he done drove the damn car to the interview." I was like, "I ain't mad at him." Facts. Facts. So, what would you say is was the most challenging part of twenty twenty one? My, the most challenging part for me was my personal life, uh, dealing with my family. Um, you know, I was going through a lot of stuff uh, in my personal life, dealing with my wife, my kids, things of that nature. And that was the most taxing part of the whole 2021. Were you able to get through that? Yeah, I'm okay. still here. That's good. That, shout out to your beautiful wife. For sure. She's for amazing. Sure. We got to give Miss Kendra her flyers. Yeah, yeah. Miss Kendra, Kendra is a GOAT. Like, yeah, for sure. So beautiful. How did y'all meet? Like, that's like the ultimate love story. <laughs> two, two beautiful people, both successful, both living good, both not caring what nobody's saying. Like, yeah, facts. Uh, no, we met in the blue, not blue, like Magic City. We met at Magic City. Y'all met at Magic City? At Magic City. Wow. And it was uh, 2012 on a, on a leap year. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's crazy. Uh, she was doing like a. She was working with DJ X-Rated and they was doing like a, um, like, you know, artist open mic thing. And she was taking a list of names of the artists, you know what I'm saying? And I happened to pop in because I was an artist at the time in 2012. Wow. And so uh, I had just lost my mom at the time. And so, you know, we just connected. I was like, shoot, you should come link with me. I had a studio, I was by myself. A lot of people had abandoned me then. Uh -huh. uh, Cause that was right after I had um, uh, separated and parted ways with Roscoe Dash. And um, I had a studio, she came through, and it's just been chemistry ever since. Like, she helped me build it up. 
um, the studio and she stuck down with me when I ain't really had nobody around and we just kind of developed a bond and you know, 10 that's years it. later, 10 year challenge. Yeah. Yes, that's what, yeah. make some noise for her one time. Yeah. Shout out to Lady K. Yeah, shout out. Oh, I love kids are the realest too, baby. That's gold. That is so gold. I've been on her Instagram like, okay, I need that, I need I that, do that. Yes, all the girls love Kendra. I noticed that. I noticed that. That's what's up. I slid on her. I slid on her DMs. I was like, you gotta come to the show after Boom comes. She's like, I got you. I got you. For sure, she needs to come up here, man. Pop question. She like. See, she liked the pop. Can I curse? Of course. Of course. She liked the pop shit. I'm a little bit more the reserved. Oh yeah, Kendra like she look like she like to turn up. Yeah, she do. <laughs> so you've been in the industry for quite some time now. I heard you say a decade, but we gonna go through this. We about to go through this whole timeline. We gonna go back. We gonna go back a little bit to. Okay. I wasn't in Atlanta during the MMI days. Okay. M-M- I was in Philly. You know that's where okay. I'm from. Yeah, okay, cool. I was still cool. running the street like a little hood rat before I became. <laughs> before I got some sense together and, and figured out that I wanted to be a diva, I was like in North Philly. Long story. Right. That's a whole nother kiki. But let's go back in time. Talk to us about when you first started your first business. You talking about MMI? Mm-hmm. Well, that wasn't my first business. Uh, my first business, uh, I had a, uh, I was selling shoes. Um, I opened up a clothing store. I sell shoes and clothes in the back of the trunk. That's how I got the name Boom Man. Oh, that, oh my God, that was my next question. Yes. Okay, cool, so yeah. So um, I was driving around, I had a partner of mine because I was in the Air Force and I was, uh, I got out disabled. So I'm a disabled veteran. So I went to Iraq War. See, I'm old, so I just look like this. I'm 40. I'm gonna be 41 this year. You look great. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. So um, I, I got out of the military disability after being in Iraq War. Um, my partner, who was in the military with me, we ended up linking up, and um, he was selling jewelry and stuff. And you know, I come from a sales background. I used to work at Walters when I was in high school, selling clothes. So, you know, I'm from Atlanta, man. You, you always know. was hustling. Yeah, I always been hustling, you know, playing basketball and hustling and music. That's that's always been my thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so, you know, he had some jewelry and I ain't had no money. And I was like, bro, how much you selling these for? So I knew what they was going for in Atlanta. And I was like, I can help you sell them. My people in Atlanta, they buy this stuff all the time. And he gave me a, he was like, cool, because he wasn't, he was at the uh, PX or VX, whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And um, <laughs> he was selling it, he wasn't selling nothing. And I was just like, let me get him. And I, I went over the weekend, sold all the jewelry, brought it back. He was like, you think you can sell some shoes? I was like, cause his cousin had a bunch of shoes. I was like, I was in my uh, my roommate at the time. His uh-huh. name is Sam Summers. I was like, man, I got a pair of Air Force Ones and I sell them to you for $40. I'm dead! <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he was like, shoot, yeah. He bought them. And then I was like, yeah, I can sell them. I just started selling all the shoes and I was making like, this was back in 20, 2007. And I was making like $5,000 a week selling shoes out the back of the trunk. And then we opened the store and then we was making 30, $40,000 a month. Oh, we built shoes? a studio in the back. Yeah, our shoes, clothes, jewelry, all that stuff like that. So, that's fine. you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, so, okay, so how that did That was I, the first business. That was the first, okay. So when did MMI come about? The MMI came about because in high school, one of my best friends was K-Rab and I bought, I tried to, so I went to the military to start a record label, get money to start a record label mm-hmm. for my homeboy K-Rab. And we bought the, me, Sid, Mike, my partner, Energy. We all created this little clique in high school called Circle Click. And I was doing gospel rap at the time. It's crazy. Yeah, that's. We get yeah. all the exclusives tonight, yeah. y'all. My God. So, My gospel yeah, church boy. I was a church boy. I was a church Nothing boy. wrong with that. Yeah, yeah, So, um, I went to the military to get the uh, fund, the, the fund the label. Uh, to try to get the military money. 
And uh, we bought Beat Machine stuff, but while I was over there, K-Rab had done, broke a record in ring toss. He made Laffy Taffy off the equipment that we made. Oh my like, God. So that's really what got me into it. I was like, I knew I was on the right path because I, I was really pro K-Rab mm -hmm. when, I, when I went to the military. So I was like, we're going to get behind K-Rab right. because I knew he was the talent. So I always had a gift for, for talent and music and stuff like that. So um, when I came back, uh, he had he was he signed to somebody else, so I didn't understand the business side, mm -hmm. and so uh, I tried to get involved, but his people didn't really want me involved because I had a little check. You know, you go to the military, you go to war, you get a little money. Oh yeah, I, know. I had the spinning wheels, candy paint. You know, <laughs> I was real street. You look at some of my old stuff. I was real street. Mm -hmm. um, it's like three sixty dreads, all that. You feel me? Remember the dreads. The dreads yeah. was dope. But so okay, so I guess it's safe to say like Boom Man was birthed around the MMI period. So right after right after that, uh, I found K on the track while I was in Valdosta, mm -hmm. and uh, I said the next time I find a producer, I'm gonna sign him because that was the mistake I made with K Rap mm -hmm. because he broke a record. You know, it was like 10 million rings also. They got dumb rich. You feel me? Amazing. And, and I was like, I knew it, but I I wasn't a part of it. So so they didn't break you off with nothing. Nah, because I wasn't a part of it. You feel me? I just bought the equipment. He took the equipment. I had I was gone in the military for like a year. Okay. So you know I was overseas when he when he popped. You know, he had signed paperwork with another dude. You know what I'm saying? So mm -hmm. they went, they, I wasn't even in the picture. Okay. But when I came back and they didn't want to let me in, I said, I told myself the next time I find a producer, I'm going to sign him. And it happened to be K on the track. Okay. So I signed K on the track. Y'all probably don't know who he is, but uh, I brought him to Atlanta. When I brought him to Atlanta, his favorite producer so happened to be K-Rap. Wow. So it worked out in my, it was just like divine. <laughs> and, um. I tried to get it to do the deal with K-Rap, but he felt like he was biting his sound. You know how to produce it. Mm -hmm. And so uh, I just said, bump it. I'm going to work him because to me, he better than you. <laughs> you get where I'm coming from? So I was taking beat CDs around D4L Studios and sending them out and going to different showcases. And you know how artists pass out CDs? Right. We were passing out beat CDs. What? Right? Like with just the beat on the CD? Just the beat no on one's, the CD. I've never heard anybody do that. Yeah, we was doing that back then. Producers take notes. You over here giving free game. Uh, yeah, but it, the CDs don't exist no more. So I know, but they can put it on a flash drive or maybe. They can put it on a QR code. Oh, Mark, yeah, a QR yeah, code. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, be taking notes. So what birthed out of that was uh, the whole futuristic sound. You heard, you know, J Money. You remember J Money? I think First name, last name, Travis. Yeah. Okay. So thank you, Travis. Thank you, Travis. Yeah, exactly. Thank you, Travis. So if you're from Atlanta, you know. You okay. get where I'm coming from. And then at the same time, Swag Surfing Bird. So we produce Swag. I surfing. know that one. Yeah. So they was bumping that in Philly. Yeah. So we produce we produce Swag Surfing. Then uh, that was kind of the birth of the MMI with Kate with Ke. And then after that, you know, I signed Roscoe Dash. Right. You know, we produce all the way turned up. We produce show out. You know what I'm saying? So, are, are you and Roscoe, are y'all still cool today? Or yeah, we play FanDuel like every day. Are you, know? you serious? Yeah, man, that man is a gambler for real. <laughs> <laughs> That's crazy. So, who, who was the very first artist, like the very first artist you seen that you knew was like, okay, this is star? K Rap. Oh, okay. That was my so first, first artist. Was but, but the first artist that I signed was Roscoe Dash. Mm. Okay. Right. Awesome. That's amazing. So, what happened with you and Roscoe? So, why? How come he didn't make it to the AE side of things? Well, you know, AE was born. You know, we're going to dig today. We're going to dig, but in a nice cool. way. No, I'm no, just no, trying no. to get all, listen, all listen, this tea man. We and the respect. Listen, wait, man, let me tell you we, something. Wait, wait, wait. Let me just let y'all know that I want Atlanta's uh, hottest media outlet. So, so I, I know what I'm doing. I know what I'm doing. I'm getting, getting so, to the facts. So let me explain something to you. Yeah. Let me explain something to you. I'm comfortable in my skin. I know who I am. Okay. You understand? 
Let me tell you something. Everybody in here has done things in their life that, you know, they look back and say, dang, I could have did that different. Mm -hmm. And some and a lot of things that they're proud of. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So I don't, I'm just as well as my accomplishments, I appreciate my mistakes and my failures as well. You know what I'm saying? Because they made me who I am today. You feel me? And I don't, and I live my life off integrity. You know what I'm saying? I do right by people. So you can ask me anything. Okay. I don't really give a damn. Right. Period. Okay, it's up. Okay, it's yeah. up. So yeah. Roscoe. Roscoe. Okay. So Roscoe. Keep in mind now, I'm also from Philadelphia. So a lot of the stuff you're saying, I had to do research about it. Yeah. Like they wasn't talking about a lot of this up north. So right. this is, I know this is popular out here. So that's why right. I want to know. So Roscoe, um, we both was young in the game. I think what, what happened with me with Roscoe and Kate, uh, I still wanted to kind of like do artistry stuff. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times that conflicts with other artists. And so, you know, when you're young, a lot of artists wanna, um, it's like, it's just conflicting. They looking at it like you're trying to steal their shine or you're trying to be in their spotlight or whatever it is. And so it starts becoming like an underlying uh, competition thing where people get in your ear. And they be like, he only in it for itself. Mm -hmm. So whatever, you know, artists do that. I don't know why they do that. And I was an artist, but I didn't, you know, I was my own boss. We, so, we going to that too. Right. So, you know, the fact that I'm in one seat and then another seat, uh -huh. um, they got a different perspective and a different lens and how they look at it. And so it took me a minute to realize, like, if I'm going to be an artist, uh, I, I shouldn't have other artists because it's more like a conflict of interest because they're going to feel away. Right. You feel me? So I really didn't start elevating until, until um, I started, I stopped being an artist. Okay, so when you were with Roscoe, you were still an artist. I was still being trying to be an artist because the thing that they didn't want to do is once you get to a certain level, I already knew they didn't want to give you your credit. Right. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So it's like, I'm going to get my credit. You feel me? For what I did. But I got to a point where it's like, my, I let my work speak for itself. Okay. And it has, and it has. When you are an artist, you've had some really good collabs yourself. Um, I seen you work with, he was Titty Boy when you was with him, but right. Two Chains, um, Waka Flocka. So how do we make this transition? Like when you were artist, when did you finally say like, okay, I don't want to do this no more. I'm about to be a boss now. Well, I lost my mom. And I'm so, so sorry to hear that. No, no, it's all, that's part of life. I also lost my mom too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know what I'm saying? Condolences to you as well. Thank you. Um, I think what it is is, um, I felt like at that time I lost too much. So me and Roscoe parted ways. Mm -hmm. Me and my business partner parted ways. My kids went to Germany with their mom. Oh. You know what I'm saying? My sister went to Germany. Um, and I lost my mom. So I was in Atlanta by myself. So I was just in a in a place where unfamiliar territory and that it was just too much on me. So I didn't even want to do music no more. Because mm -hmm. I felt like I was beating myself up because I felt like anytime I tried to do something for myself, you know, people started feeling the way. So, you know, I guess my self-esteem and stuff was kind of low. And um I was just like, I, it wasn't fun. It wasn't fun for me. So, so you had was, to like wean back a little bit. I just, I just fell back and I just said, let me just start trying to help other people because I felt it was a safe place for me where I didn't have to deal with people being envious and jealous and all that stuff. It just became a toll. And they're still envious and jealous to this day. And so I had to learn my, I had to find myself. When I found myself, I don't give a damn how they feel no more. Because <laughs> <laughs> it ain't about them, it's about me and my happiness. I learned I had to be a little selfish, man, and, and realize like that was just a fear I had to overcome. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because what happened is it's kind of like a relationship, right? Mm -hmm. A person to try to 
beat you down from excelling to who you should be. You know what I'm saying? Make you feel like you're wrong for being yourself because it's in, it's intimidating to them. Right. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And so those type of people, you shouldn't really even be around no way. But I had to learn that, man, because people try to box me in and try to keep me in a box. Like, you just need to be over here. You don't need to try to do this. And so um, I just got to a point in 2017 where I started realizing who I was. I had to really realize who I was. I was like, Man, I'm dope as hell, man. <laughs> like real talk, I got like some real skills, real God gifts and talents that the world needs. Mm -hmm. And I didn't care how people felt about it. Have you ever tried to, I, I noticed you never pulled like a Gucci man and you got on the track with the artist. Like, it's not fun. It stopped being fun in 2012. So okay. like I tried it again in 2014, but I didn't even put the music out because it wasn't fun to me. Like I had, you know, I kind of lost a passion for it as, as like really being an artist, mm -hmm. but I know my gifts and my skills. I love helping people. Like that's one thing I did realize, like that's my calling, mm -hmm. helping artists, helping people. It's not even just artists, it's helping people. Right, you know? so, right. Um, so you don't even have a passion to write music anymore? So no. Not even like, would you even ghostwrite for artists? No. No. Okay. <laughs> no, it's not fun to me. I don't want to be in, I don't even want to be in the studio for real. Oh my God. You not unless I'm listening to music. Okay, but okay, not even, we get it, we get it. And at one point you were also throwing parties on his, you was throwing parties too? Yeah. You was doing everything. Hustler man, boom man, still boom. Period, you actually threw a party, a release party for a rest in peace shorty low. Right. That's legendary. Talk to right. us a little bit about that. Man, Shotty Lowe is one of the main reasons that I really started taking a, um, uh, he was one of the main reasons why I kept going in music. Like, the thing is, is when I was in Valdosta and I got out of the military, um, I had a couple of friend, friends of mine who was throwing parties. Mm -hmm. And um, Kobe and Slim, shout out to Kobe and Slim, Plush Blue Entertainment. Um, when I was in college, when I was in college, uh, there was like the, the main party. What college did you go to? I went to Morris Brown College. Awesome. Okay. Right, right, right. I went a semester and then I left there. Yeah, AUC. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I went there for a semester and then after I went, went there, uh, I went to the military. Okay. But uh, they was like the main dudes doing it, you know, with Bachi and Pad and all them. Um, but when I got out and I, when I left and I came back home in Boston, I kind of emulated what they did and I wanted to throw parties in, in Georgia. Mm -hmm. So, uh, my man Slim told me something I never forget it. And, and my uh, man, Luke, Luke Skywalker, he was a person that was down there throwing parties. Mm -hmm. And I was just getting advice. You know, I was just trying to get counsel on what to do. And my right. man Slim told me, he said, man, radio and stars, radio and stars. You know what I'm saying? And then my man Luke told me, he was like telling me about this dude named Head in Albany. He was like how he did guerrilla promotions. Mm -hmm. And I, I just put both together. I know together. Gorilla Promotions. Yeah, yeah. So I just put both together. Mm -hmm. And the first artist that I booked down there was Shawty Lowe. Mm -hmm. And he was on fire. He had that, that's when Eunice in the City was hot and all that stuff like that. Then he was like the biggest artist at that time. And, um, you know, me being from Atlanta, you know, having relationships with Johnny Gabelle and, you know, DJ Shout Spring. out Johnny, Light Skin Keisha's manager. Right, right, right. I right. actually just talked to him yesterday. Right, right, right. Shout out Johnny Gabelle. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I, I hit John, I said, man, what is it gonna take for me to get low down about Austin? He was booked up. He was like, all I got is a Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, bumpy, you know what I'm saying? And you packed that thing out. I seen the footage. Yeah, you see the footage? Uh, yes, <laughs> honey, I did my research. I right. was like, goddamn. Yeah, yeah, so it was packed out on my birthday. So it was, it was on a Wednesday, mm -hmm. and we packed it out on a Wednesday. And this is a place where people don't come out, period. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's hard to get people to come out, period. So once I did that, that just was like, 
I know what I, I meant to do this. Did you have haters at that time too when you were like throwing parties? Man, I've had haters my whole life. I'm light-skinned. <laughs> what? That part. What's been the most- I don't know what it is about light-skinned people, man. We get hated on. <laughs> What's the most absurd rumor you heard about yourself that you just like had to laugh? Like, God, this is too much. Jeez. Um, hmm. I don't know, I guess the most recent one where people say I'm a scammer. <laughs> How does that make you feel? Uh, it, it just, it just, it doesn't make me feel any type of way. It's just kind of irritating because I know me. Like I said, I know myself. Mm -hmm. One thing is like, to me, it's like, it's on them. It's like, how dumb can you be? Scammers mm -hmm. run. I'm right here. Right. They hide. Right. <laughs> I'm like, who am I running and hiding Don't from? think he would do a live taping? <laughs> I don't, it's like, it's just ignorance. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? But I understand it just hate, you mm -hmm. feel me? And I realize like, you know, once again, it just takes a, a moment of you finding yourself and knowing who you are. And you know, like a lot of people say, man, one thing about Boom, man, he go he go press through some adversity. The question I'm at, I be feeling is like, why do I even have adversity? All I do is help people. <laughs> I'm like, I don't do that to nobody. But you know, that's the most, those are the people that get hated on. They hate sure. on Jesus Christ. I mean, you see For how sure. they did our boy Jesus. For sure. So yeah, and all For he sure. wanted to do was make sure we was all covered in the blood and, and safe, so. That's a fact, that's so a fact. Who's been like that beacon? Like who keeps you, I, I'm, it's probably, I know it might be Kendra, but like, is there like a certain person that keeps you at peace to go through this? this lifestyle that we're in? My kids. Mm. Big, big. My, kids. Yeah. my kids. That's what's up. My kids. So what do you say to the artists who have come to Authentic Empire in the past or maybe in the present, and maybe they felt like they weren't getting the service that they were supposed to get, or they mm -hmm. felt like they paid money for a service and they didn't get like, I'm a, I'm the a service? Say, I'm gonna say this. Just to address the negative narrative. No, no, I'm gonna say this. I feel like if it's a situation that happened that way, they they're able to contact me and get it get get to me. Um, like I said before, there are plenty of businesses that, like I said, it's an influx. Like I call AT and T, their customer service is horrible. Mm. I call Delta, we got the wait time is four hours. <laughs> like I get it, you know what I'm saying? We're one company, you feel me? And the thing is, is we're doing the best that we can to to serve as many people as we can in different capacities. But the problem with a lot of artists is, if they don't blow up in 30 days, <laughs> it's your fault. <laughs> like I paid you my money, I should be popping. It don't oh, so really- that's what it is. Maybe can we put like a clause into it, like a contract where it says, listen, this is gonna take time. It's not gonna be a, I, a microwave thing. I, I preach this daily. <laughs> I preach this daily. Like how long did it take for you to get here? Three years, two years tops. Between two and three years. If they ain't getting here, if they That's try to- That's me when I just started and I have nothing going on. Like right. nothing. So if you, if you was, I'm, I'm helping people start talk shows. You come pay me some money. I teach you the game. I give you the relationships. I even promote you and, and show you, show you some love. If you don't get here in three months, oh man, you scam. Okay. You get where I'm coming from? I it's it. like, so I put that it's like, like I tell, that's why I preach on this often. It's a difference between investing and gambling. It's a difference. A majority of these artists are gambling. They're throwing, and, they, and that's why I up my price. I'm gonna tell you why I up my price. Because I don't wanna deal with certain caliber of people. You give me $500 and I'm supposed to change your life and you mad. I'm like, I can't, I can't do it. Right. I can't do it. Right. It's all, like I said, once again, that person is not wrong. 
because it's their perspective. It's their lens. That might be all of their money. Mm -hmm. I don't know that. You feel where I'm coming from? So I respect the customer. I respect the client. I respect anybody that spends their money with us. It's always respect and love for me. But I based off facts. It's like, man, if I post Fujiano and he blow up and I post you and you don't, whose fault is that? Right. You got the same opportunity that the next man got. If I give you studio time, put you in the studio, shoot a video, get you a feature, do the whole nine, and you, it doesn't move, that's not on me. I did my job. I think it's because you're such, you're, you're, everything is amazing that you're saying. I think it's because you're on such a, a broader scale mm -hmm. and you have so many people looking at you under the microscope right. because of the artists that you got popping. You did Fujiano, Money Moe, like everyone's doing big things on AA. Right. You see you, you got the following, you eating, so, and we can be really but I crabby. But already. Yeah, but we can be our own worst <laughs> enemies and that's something we have to fix in the black community because everything is not always going to go as planned. I. Like I told you in the text message, sometimes I drop the ball on Lava Carisha. It's not always cookies and cream. Exactly. There's been artists that come to the show and maybe your footage got out a little bit late. Exactly. It doesn't mean I'm a scam exactly. or we're not going to give you your footage. But you, you know, they do Shit this. happens. But see, this is the thing, man. You Once again, they're not wrong. You feel me? Because this happens to every business. Every business goes through this. You get what I'm coming, especially if it's a successful business. Mm -hmm. They talk about McDonald's. They gonna talk about Burger. They talk about everybody. They talk any business that's making money. When people don't have money, and they see you with money, they get mad. Right. Because they personally are not happy with self. You feel me? Mm -hmm. So they automatically gonna feel away. You know what I'm saying? And I can't. Only thing I could do is continue to do my best. Like that's all I can do is do my best. And the thing is, is for the ones who it's meant for, it's gonna bless them. And the ones who it's not meant for, it's not meant for them. You know what I'm saying? But at least I tried. Right. And the one thing I'm gonna do is always do what I say I'm gonna do. That's the thing about me. So you could say whatever you wanna say about boom, I did what I said I was gonna do. And if I didn't do it in the time that you wish it happened in, now that's a different story. But I'm gonna do what I say I'm gonna do. So what do you look for in an artist? Like what what what, what what's the metrics? Like in a, as a male artist, do they have to have a Everybody's different. The number one thing that I look for though is a superstar. You know what I'm saying? And it's kind of hard to to get it at first glance, but the thing is is you can see the reaction that they have on other people. Mm -hmm. That's how you can tell the superstar. And then it's hit records. You feel me? Mm -hmm. Uh you feel hits. You understand what I'm saying? But it's different it's different uh, age gaps. So me, I'm 40, you know what I'm saying? So some of the stuff that the young kids do, I don't, I might not fully understand it. You know what I'm saying? I might not fully like it, but I'm right. gonna ask the kids. And, that, and if I see the traction and I see the numbers and I say, okay, cool, and this has got momentum, then I'm willing to give it a shot, you know? But for me, it's more about feel what I like because I feel like I'm a super A&R, you know what I'm saying? Like I'm an exec, but man, I've been behind a lot of hit records. I. I've signed a lot of dope producers and a lot of dope artists in that that went platinum and triple platinum and you know things of that nature. So um, and I'd have made a lot of people rich and I'd have made a lot of people millionaires and I've changed a lot of people's lives. So you could say a lot about me, but one thing you ain't gonna be able to say is I impact people, change lives, 
and help people grow. Well, and, you and also, changed my life. So. And also, <laughs> and, and exactly. And also, that man put me on Instagram. As soon as you put me on your page, my DMs went off. Right. Yo, can you send this to Boo? Yo, yo, how I'm gonna get Boo man? Listen to my. I don't work for the man. I am just a journalist. Now, if it's dope, I send it. Right. Yo, send this to Gucci. Yo, how can I get a collab right. with Fujiano? And it's a blessing. It's a lot of hungry artists. Um, it's a lot of hungry artists out here, man. That's trying to that's trying to get on. And I'm just a vessel, man. I'm one outlet. You feel me? Mm -hmm. And um, I'm gonna do the best that I can to help the culture. And that's the thing that I've always tried to do is push the culture forward. Like I've helped a lot of people have careers in music a lot, and people don't even know them. Like no, don't even know it. You know what I'm saying? Uh, not just artists, but just executives. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Marketing people, PR people. Um, like you said, like yourself. Um, and I've, man, I've done a lot for the culture, man. Like real talk. You really don't even have to keep explaining it no more. Yeah. Like I don't think you have to keep pulling receipts. Even what we doing now, like think about it. You didn't see people start doing live reviews until you start seeing me doing. Now guess what? Everybody, Everybody. doing a live. But how do you feel about that? Like, I'm you... man, I'm ecstatic. That's man. Do you know that's that's God given? Like I told you, it's too many artists. So I can't consume every artist out here. Right. You feel me? And the thing about it is, if it's dope people doing, like my thing, my only worry is, is when people are not passionate about helping the artists. See me, I'm passionate about helping the artists. It's not just about the money because I, I ran up millions of dollars to invest into the artists. Mm -hmm. I could have did anything. When Energy, man, when we linked up and we learned this FLP stuff, he was already kind of on it. I was on the way. But when he taught me about, uh, wait, it, it not really even taught me, but kind of opened my eyes and made me more confident about credit and debt, I could have did anything. I said, man, I want to do this music thing because this has been my passion since I was a child. Right. You know what I'm saying? I grew up watching Diddy and Master P and Jermaine <laughs> Dupri. Yeah, like this is my passion. You know what I'm saying? I love. I wake up in the morning and I and I'm excited about listening to new music and trying to find the next big artist and get behind the next big artist. When like, are you finding a, a first lady? When huh? are you gonna get a first lady on the label? Well, it is. You know, we got love, Dorsey. <laughs> oh, you got you got, you got, you got somebody. You got somebody. You got a. Right? Okay, cool. You need to come come sit down. <laughs> You need to come sit down for sure. You know, get with my man Bone, get with Black, get with Demetrius. You know what I'm saying? We definitely would love to check you out. You feel me? Period. Um, because I, man, listen. So I want to get. You know how and where you. you I want to get a, but I'm gonna tell you, and I and I and in in a in a a world where people are super criticized, man, I only know how to be authentic, right? Now, I'm gonna say this respectfully, right? I'm so picky when it comes to a female artist, right? Talk about it. Because I know, and I and please do not score, score me or whatever you call it, but it's, I deal with emotional niggas. <laughs> so I, and you gotta realize, I have, hold on, let me, let me count. Count it on out. I have four daughters, <laughs> a wife, two baby mamas. Okay, so you're not trying to put up with the BS. So I understand what comes along with a female. And I got to make sure I'm dealing with the right one. Mm -hmm. You feel me? Because the thing about it is, I would hate to, to mismanage 
a certain type of female, and now I'm dealing with it because I I don't know. It'd be World War Three because I got too many females in my camp. Right. <laughs> and you know how I can get, get look catty. Mm-hmm. So I want to make sure just the right female, right energy, right look, right vibe. Uh, the full package. The basically. full package because me and I can handle men. Mm-hmm. You feel me? I can deal with them lame niggas that be on that lame <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's like, nigga, <laughs> get right and get left. Right. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Gra- you know, get a pair of nuts, man. Grab your nuts, man. You, you're a grown ass man. Cut that shit out. But I, I can't, I can't approach a female that way. So for me, it's like making sure, like females. I'm a spoiler. You know what I'm saying? The female mm-hmm. that come. With my label, they're gonna be spoiled, like my kids. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you feel me? So I gotta make sure I'm prepared to deal with that because I be spoiling niggas. Right. You feel me? That don't deserve to be spoiled. <laughs> so I could imagine what I'm gonna do with a female. But if she's dope and she's treating me with respect and she's super talented and can get along with the whole mess and my family, my wife, my kid, like I'm rocking out. You okay. rocking out for sure. That's, that's well said. So she gotta be, she gotta come correct. Yeah, she gotta come correct. She okay. gotta be fired for one. She gotta be dope, man. Because like you said, I heard you talking to her how how difficult it is for females. They gotta have all these things right. They gotta have hair, the nail, you know, the teeth, the makeup, body, the that. body. I, you know what I'm saying? So I already know what come with it. You yeah. feel me? So it take that and then it take you being a dope artist. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, so how, that's very well said. Typically speaking, what's a safe amount that an independent artist should invest into their career? Now, I'm not talking like a dope boy artist. I mean, like a typical artist who might have a regular job as a, a cook or a, right. a whatever, some kind of nine to five. What, what should they comfortably be spending every month to invest into their career that you think from your professional opinion? I don't know. I can't speak on amount because it's it's a, it's a, a balance between uh, time, money and talent. You get where I'm coming from? Mm-hmm. So good dope kind of sell itself. You feel where I'm coming from? Okay. So the more talented you are, the less money you have to spend. Mm-hmm. And I'm one of them type of people that believe, you know, obviously when you start any business, you want to have a budget to start. I don't feel like you should go crazy because if it's not giving you a return, you should you should pump the brakes. Right. You feel where I'm coming from? So if I start, you know, selling shoestrings, you know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna spend a hundred thousand on shoestrings and don't even know if I can sell a thousand shoestrings. Mm-hmm. You get where I'm coming from? So my thing is, let me start and see if it's a consumer that's willing to buy my product at a certain rate. And maybe I just need to keep dropping, keep dropping, and keep trying different businesses until I find the one that works for me. Okay. And then once I find the one that works for me, then I double down on what's working. Keep you too long. I know you know you're super busy. No, you good. Let's it's just late. touch, let's just touch on a little bit about our brother Euro. Okay, Dope artist. We love him to death. I see that. I, I'm, I'm realizing he done created a narrative. He has. Like, for those at home, <laughs> let's, let's fill go. it in. There's been a lot of beef going back and forth on social Ain't media. Ain't no beef. It's not, not no beef. Ain't no beef. Miscommunication. Yeah. yeah you can say Because beef is... Beef is, is it's a it's, strong word. Yeah, yeah, it's on another level. And misunderstandings. Yeah, it's a misunderstanding. Misunderstandings. Yeah, I ain't going to say it's a misunderstanding. I don't know what to call it. <laughs> you got to come up with something for it. Okay. We'll just call it. I don't know what we'll call it, but he was What's on. Person? He was. He was on AET, but he's not on the AET. He said some some crazy stuff on social media. Are you like? How do you feel about what he said? Does it? You seem to be such a good space. Huh? It don't seem like you just in such a good space. Even your energy, <laughs> like sitting next to you right now, and the whole time I've been sitting next to you, I feel your energy. Like you don't Appreciate feel bothered it. at all. Like he's he feels. Nah, because once again, it's like 
my whole thing, even when he was doing that, I was going through my own family issues. You feel where I'm coming from? So it wasn't even really, you know, it bothered me. You know what I'm saying? It bothered me. It was like, you know, it's like that that scratch you can't you can't touch. <laughs> you, you feel me? But uh, I was more sad than anything because you're a grown man. You feel where I'm coming from with kids. You know, you're a 30 year old man, got kids. You know what I'm saying? Doing immature things. You feel me? And um, as men, like I've done more good than, you, than any bad you could ever say to you. You feel where I'm coming from? Mm-hmm. Like giving them money, help them have a career, you know, put money behind them, went out campaigning with them, paid for a lot of different features and, you know what I'm saying, really put in footwork. You know, he lived with me, stayed in my house, drove my cars, you know what I'm saying, like all kind of stuff, you know what I'm saying, from nothing. You know, so for me, it was more so like, dang, bro, like for real? You know what I'm saying? It was a sad situation Um, and I knew it's, it had to stem for whatever he was feeling personally and emotionally from himself. So, you know, like me, I'm never the type of person to try to tear another man down. You know what I'm saying? But it was more so, uh, I'm like, dang, man. Did it bother me? Yes, it bothered me. It's like, dang, bro, like, come on. You know what I'm saying? But I was so caught up in my own personal world I didn't even know how to respond or act. You feel where mm. I'm coming from? Because I was dealing with personal stuff and it was deep. <laughs> you get where I'm coming from, right. so, you know. So, hmm, that was well said. I've done more good than bad, you so have. I don't understand. Yeah, the, the song, see my <laughs> Even if is, I did bad, like, I'm waiting to see what it was. It's <laughs> just like, but you, you, did, you, got, you got future, like, it's, it's future. That was his favorite artist. You got him. And I paid a hundred bands for his favorite artist. No matter, he, I, I think it was the narrative where he was saying like, I did it to help get more artists. It don't matter what I did it for, but I did it with you. I had other channel. options. Right. So like, artists. I don't know. Do we feel like Future maybe should have put this song on his page so it could go bigger than what it did? Cause I felt like it could have been. I can't control another man. Okay. Okay. Listen, man, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna tell you like this. Like, like once again, I told you, you gotta be a hustler. You, I don't give a damn, nigga. I got the biggest artist in the world, arguably top five. Definitely. In the world. Nigga, I'm everywhere with that. I ain't got no issues with nobody. I ain't got time. I'm everywhere. I got future on the song with me. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a banner. Nigga, I got future on the song. And I'm gonna be talking about it for a year at least. I got future on the song with me. Who the hell am I mad at? Doesn't make sense. Moving right on. (laughs) Drop the mic. Well said. Well said. I mean, that's major. That's major. Yeah. Baby, what? Yes. Well, we can keep going. (laughs) Mulatto. Rich homie. Gucci man. At the end of the showcase, though. You brought him to the showcase, though. Like that's, yeah, I brought Gucci to the showcase. That's, that's impressive. And one last question. Like, the showcase is a big deal with Authentic Empire. For everyone right. watching at home, the showcases is big. Like, I've been to just about every last one of them. You actually brought Gucci man to the stage. So, I freaked out when he came. Right. So let me tell you why I did that, right? Once again, I told y'all I was an independent artist, right? So... As an independent artist, guess what happens when you go to showcases? 
You perform for who? The other artists. The other artists. Right? Ain't you tired of performing for other artists? Yes. Yes. Let me bring Gucci. Maybe he'll bring people besides other artists. Now you get to perform in front of real fans and have an opportunity to gain real fans. That was the whole purpose. That was the whole motive. You understand where I'm coming from? So, and it's, it's like, and I gave away a car to the winner nice. and a chain. Nice car too. A brand new one. It's nice. You feel me? A scat, that's what all the rappers like. So I said, what car do the rappers like? They said they like scats. I said, okay, cool, let's get them a scat. So what do you say to the people, the artists, again, the negative Nancy's who say the showcase is rigged and we already know who the winners are gonna be. Obviously, I've, I've, I've been to the so, showcases. So this is my response to that. Put this on camera. Put you got two, camera. you got one right here, close put, up put on your, you. Put your camera out. We got here, we got here. Who got cameras out? But for the artist that feels like I rigged the showcase, right? I want you to use common sense, which I understand is not common. <laughs> I've done six Indie Kings, well, I've done five Indie Kings showcase and one Indie Fest. Mm. That's six different artists. Mm. I have five other artists on my, five, six other artists already on my label, whatever, right? So you telling me I rigged six different artists, one for 25,000, one for 10,000, one for 100,000, one with a car, one with, you, you get where I'm coming from? Mm -hmm. And none of them has said to the other one, hey man, you know, this nigga Cap, he's authentic. Why would I sign to something that's not real? It doesn't make sense. I read six showcases. Why? When I'm giving away 10 and 20,000 every month? <laughs> It doesn't make sense. Houseway. When I'm getting $100,000 features from Lil Dirt, Lil Baby, who else? Future. Future. <laughs> the baby. <laughs> the baby. Gunna. Bilotto. Big Lotto. Come on, when my artist Fujiano was doing 30 plus thousand a show, so y'all try me like I'm a broke nigga. I feel insulted. <laughs> Period. Let's close out with hot seat questions because I know you're ready to go home. Have you ever told an artist their music was trash? Oh. I don't like doing that. I don't, I can't, re, I, I can't recall, like to be honest with you, I can't recall telling somebody that music is trash. It's all perspective, who am I? Okay, like all right. You feel me, like, somebody like it, like, I, I might, I might say I don't like it. I don't, I, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not the tear down person, man. Like, I promise you, that's not me. It's I, enough of huh? that, it man. Is. It's like, I'm not them. I can't, I can't beat it. Who is your favorite rapper? Ooh, rappers. Mm. You can you give us two. Who's your top two favorite rappers? Lil Baby and Moneybag. Oh. No, 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 no. <laughs> Three, Drake. Drake is my favorite rapper. Oh, you like Drake? Drake Boom man likes Drake? Rapper. He's my favorite Did you get certified lover boy? Did you hear the album? I heard the, I, every, I, I, Drake is my favorite rapper. Okay. What's your toxic trait? Huh? What is your number one toxic trait? Uh, toxic trait. Mm -hmm. Toxic trait. Probably being, <laughs> probably being cocky. Really not cocky. The level know. up post. They that, were so mad. They were mad. They were mad. Who was mad? The 
you put credit cards on a level up post. It was supposed to be money. You just like shitting on the whole <laughs> challenge. That's the what happened. Challenge happens. was hey, supposed to be money. Yeah. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. You were supposed to put money down. Oh, right, and then he gonna lay in front of it like. Okay. Now I guess that was a cocky post. <laughs> um, no, nah, I think I think my toxic trait. Toxic trait. Right. I don't know, man. Like, like, I don't know. I could be a little. Uh, I could be a little headstrong. I'm an Aries, okay. so I think. Um, yeah. That's why we get along. My brother's an Aries. Yeah. What's, 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 what's your sign? My, my brother's an Aries. I'm a Pisces. Pisces. Yeah. We. Pisces and Aries, we get along. Yeah. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. But I, I'm a little. I think that's my. I'm, I'm a little headstrong. So I'm. I'm like very. Uh, I'm like very like. What I know, I know. What I don't know, I'm gonna ask questions. But when I know something, it's like you can't tell me nothing. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm really. That might be my toxic trait. It's kind of hard to break through. Okay. What's the scariest movie you ever saw? Uh, Three seconds. Um, um, <laughs> I don't know the name of it, man. It's like it might be The Conjuring, maybe. Yes, that's my favorite trilogy. It might be. It might be. Conjuring. I love that. Who is the queen of rap? Oh. Let him answer. He might, you know, he might think queen somebody of, else queen is the queen. Of rap. Right now? Yes. Cardi. Hey, see? See? Okay. Do you listen to Saucy Santana? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know who that is? <laughs> He's a rapper. That's a real man right now. Okay. <laughs> Where's your favorite ATL strip club? Oh. Oh. Oh my God. Don't give it up. No, we want to know. Nah, nah, I ain't tripping. I ain't tripping. I, man, listen, man. I'm going to go with Magic City. Okay. I'm going to go with Magic City. Okay. Go with Magic City. Tell us your. I like, I, I like a lot of. Like <laughs> They'd be real toxic in there. Yeah. Tell us you're black without saying you're black. It's ATL shouting. <laughs> <laughs> Period. And my final hasty question is, would you box a kangaroo for $10,000? Five no. minutes in the rain. Hell no. No. Hell no. And let's pass it to Bel Air. Make sure you drink responsibly. Go ahead and pull one out. If you got a trivia question, I don't know if you got, you want me to get it out? You got to. Okay. We're going to see. We're going to see. We're going to see. All right. So our Bel Air trivia question for Boomin is, Oh, it's a, a rap lyric. Okay, you gotta name this song. This is so dope. <laughs> Shout out to the person who wrote these questions. I got so many grams, if the man find out, it will land me in jail for life. What's the name of that song? Ah, you don't know that! Stop playing with me! I got so many grams, if the man finds out. It'll land me in jail for life. What is I got so many grams of the man found out it'll land me in jail for life, but I'm still big pimp and spin the G's. We got one pink pimp and the G's. We got Jason. Yeah. Big pimp and yes. 
Jay-Z. Plug in your social media links. Where can they follow you at? Um, yeah, Jay-Z. Yeah, too much music. Too much music. <laughs> um, shit, I'm listening to too many independent artists. <laughs> right, that part. Jay-Z, one of my favorite rappers. Mine too, too. Yeah. I love him. That's, that's oh, my top one. Who, who's your favorite? Who's your favorite of all time? Favorite of all, Jay-Z. Jay-Z, your yes, favorite? Yes, it's who, it's who. Yeah. It's, it's Jay-Z and Beyonce Marcy. all day. Like, on the run. That, yeah, that's, that is my life. Like, I'm looking for a Jay-Z, but yeah. until then, I, it's, it's Jay-Z and Beyonce of all time. Like, plug your social media links, where can they follow you at? Uh, boom man underscore A-E on all platforms. B-O-O-M, that's two O's, two M's, not boo, boom. B-O-O-M-M-A-N underscore AE. Or you can go to the website, www.authenticempiremg.com. And if you're following us, I do not reach out. I do not email people. Those are scammers. <laughs> I do not do that. So please read the links in my bios. If it doesn't come from my page or the Authentic Empire page, and we are both verified, do not send nobody your money. Do not uh, communicate with nobody. I tag my people. Just go through my DM, go through the website. Or call the number 404-857-0040. You can text that number. That's how you get with us. At home, you got to go through Boo Man. Like he said, don't DM me no more. I can't help you. I don't work with the man. I'm just a journalist. I can show you pictures of so, so many artists. I believe you. Every time you post something for me, it's like, it's getting kind of sad. It's okay. You got, more, come. You got right. more to come. Follow me on all platforms. Everyone at home, stay fabulous, stay blessed. Thank you for tapping into this amazing episode of Live yeah, with Carisha. Yeah. At Carisha Diva everywhere. Peace. <laughs>